In this series, we hear stories about the role masculinity plays in today's world, as I try to become a better version of myself every day. Join me and let's discover this together. It's not until you sit there and say, my name's Kenny, and you just explain everything, it just starts coming off your tongue. It's just, you just feel at home opening up about that, and everyone's been there, everyone knows what you're feeling. Today's guest is Kenny Amor, a product development champion for Andy's Man Club support group. He lives in Kirkcaldy in Fife, in Scotland. In this episode, we'll hear what happened when a father and husband realised his relationship with alcohol was having a negative impact on his family. Kenny had been struggling with depression and anxiety for several years. He wasn't feeling himself. Our story starts late one Friday night last year. Kenny was in his garden shed, along with his pet birds, dartboard and bottles of beer. Twenty twenty one is when I first realised the problems uh, coping with drink. Basically, I was using drink as a coping mechanism, and I would come home from work and have a drink to settle, and basically numb the pain, as I call it. And it become a Tuesday night I was having a couple, a Wednesday night I was having a few more, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays I was having a good amount. I had the, the my little daughter at the time, so should have been the happiest time of my life and it wasn't. It was a Friday night in the shed. I had the, the music on, dance music and stuff, and I had a dartboard. So what I used to do was go out with my three or four bottles of beer and just sitting in the shed the birds tweeting away and one thing after another I was having too much drink and it wasn't until after midnight my wife come out to the shed and was like what are you doing uh, you need to get a grip basically I was obviously full of drink at the time so I was enjoying myself I was having a good time and she just says what are you doing you need to stop this and uh, she slammed the door on me, basically, and went away back to her bed. It wasn't until the next morning then it really struck me. She left me in the house with the two kids and I was hungover and just didn't know what was going on, basically. She left me in the house for the rest of the day. Uh, never spoke to me the rest of the day, to be honest with you. And then she sent me a text message just saying, look, I'll be out till later on today. You need to sort the kids out and feed them. And I was lying on the couch, struggling to move, just feeling sorry for myself. Two young girls, hyper girls, just running about the place. I actually ordered them a McDonald's through the Just Eat app. And my daughter's burger come, she was having a Happy Meal, a burger Happy Meal. A burger come with just a slice of cheese in the box. So that was down to me being that hungover, I couldn't even order it right. After that, I was just, had to basically take a look at myself and see what was going on with my life. Uh, and it took a good two or three weeks until my wife was properly speaking to me again. And uh, obviously having to cut back on drink as well was a major one. 
and that was when it really everything went kind of pear shaped. That was a turning point for me. Basically, things need to change. The most important question is, how did your daughter feel when you you, you got her order wrong with just cheese? Uh, she laughed at it, but I've never ordered a McDonald's again for her. <laughs> Imagine just a, a box coming with just a slice of cheese. <laughs> so what do you think was the catalyst for, for drinking? What was the catalyst for it? Married in 2018 and obviously spending a honeymoon and stuff and enjoying the wedding, it was becoming a wee bit more. We had, we had basically... Uh, three days of uh, celebrations for the wedding and then come honeymoon we're having a drink and stuff and then at the time I just got paid off from my work just before my wedding and uh, I went self-employed and it was just at the time obviously with a wedding and stuff I went self-employed just looking after gardens landscaping and stuff and uh, just dealing with uh, stresses of self-employment to be honest wondering where the next money was coming from, when the next job was. And yeah, just having a couple of bottles of beer every night just just took the edge off things and uh, also allowed me to sleep a better at night as well, which was a big problem at the time, uh, not sleeping. Uh, so having the two or three bottles of alcohol was just enough to get me to sleep and just take the pressure off me, basically. You said you'd cut down, but you didn't cut it out completely. Why not? So no, uh, I cut back, I'd cut back previously in that year, uh, and so that was 2021, I'd cut back previously, and I went a couple of months without having a drink, but then, as typical as it could be, you say to yourself, oh, I could manage to, I could manage to go this weekend, it was, I think it was my wife's birthday at the time, and they had says, why don't you just have a drink tonight, so... That was me. I had a drink that night. Never had a great amount, but I had a drink again and I got the taste back, which led to a couple of bottles of beer every Friday night, then maybe every Saturday night. But then it also led on to further and further again. And it wasn't until joining Andy's Man Club I actually stopped having a drink completely. I just says, enough's enough. So to begin with that, the first couple of weeks of joining Andy's Man Club was my positive of the week was I've made it another week without drink. I've made it another week without drink. And then it's just one thing's led to another or 10 months down the line. So how did it affect your, your family life? You obviously say you've got two daughters running around. How was your relationship with them? So it used to be a case of kids running about happy, not really seeing any difference in me and me just feeling absolutely terrible within, within myself, basically. And just agreeing with kids, just letting them be, do what they want in the house. And it wasn't fair because I didn't want to be there. I didn't want them growing up knowing that I was sad or even just miserable and stuff. And uh, there's actually a photo on my Facebook of me sitting on the living room floor and it was my youngest daughter at the time putting stickers all over my face. Things from there kind of changed because that photo obviously I put on my Facebook. But my daughter's having the time of her life, whereas I'm sitting there the opposite and not wanting to be here, not wanting to live. And uh, yeah, it was just small moments like that, which kind of led up to everything building up at once. You said you didn't want to live. Did you ever get suicidal? Uh, not fully suicidal, I would say. I've always been, I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere else where the kids aren't having to deal with me. And I've always said my life would be better without me and stuff. And I always... It's part of like depression and stuff. You put yourself down. You say you don't, you don't do well as a person and stuff. So yeah, it was just always a fact. Not that I 
not that I would ever do it because of the kids. The kids have obviously kept me going, but it's just that I never want to live the life, life I'm living and I want it to be elsewhere. So it's not so much suicidal, it's just not being here and not see, like having the kids to look at me and look at him, basically. He's miserable. What was your first thought when you saw that picture online, you know, that your, your kind of sad face and then your daughter having the time of her life? Just ashamed, really, just to see how sad I was. And obviously the kids don't know any difference. So, yeah, it was just, just a mess. After what had happened, what was the next sort of pivotal conversation that you had with your wife? Uh, really, it was just to do with joining Andy's man club and obviously stop the drink and uh, start just going forward. And obviously being self-employed at the time, not wanting to work was a big issue for me. Sometimes hungover, uh, other times just not having the motivation to go and work. So money become a problem and the money troubles started affecting my life and she was worried about money situation. So luckily with a little bit of help from Andy's Man Club and stuff, just attending the, the groups, I kind of got myself back on track. And I think it was November last year, one of my good friends as a joiner actually gave me some shifts and I ended up starting working with him over the winter just to get myself over and uh, I'm very grateful for that, to be honest. If you think about the, the Andy's Man Club meetings, was there any specific meeting that helped you massively? Uh, just actually walking through the first night is, for anybody that attends or who has attended, it's the hardest part of it is walking through that first night. But when you actually sit in the room full of, well, at the time I think there was 15 or 16 boys just talking about the same and you can relate to every single one of them even if one boy's 21 or one boy's 62 it's it's uh it's the same you can relate to them uh the other one is there's another boy there who helps out his facilitates is actually went through the same as me drink wise he's 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 got a young family and he's actually 100 days ahead of me off the drink so he's he's always been pivotal and sending me messages and stuff and just yeah support me How's your life different now? Uh, so at first it took a bit of time uh, to get my wife on board and obviously trust issues with drinking stuff. And So back in January I went away for a weekend and normally that would be having a drink and stuff. Uh, I managed to go without having a drink and I went to a pub on the night and stuff. So yeah, after that it kind of started looking up a bit better. Uh, coming into the summer my work was a bit more stable and it's really been the last for me now it's been the last maybe two or three months that it's really kicked forward for me. It's really pushed on. Uh, back at the turn of the year, I've become a facilitator for Andy's Man Club. And as things have went on, it's just kind of felt natural to me. And as of two or three weeks ago, I think it would have been, I got announced as a new project development manager, uh, PDC champion for them. So product development champion. And I'm going to be working full time with Andy's Man Club. What a turnaround! I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So it's not even a year I've been with Andy's Man Club. I just it kind of felt natural. And I think the biggest problem for me is has been the drink and actually being able to stop that drink. It's it's sorted a lot of issues out, even in the home mm. and stuff. You're not arguing with your wife because she's not worried about you going places, having a drink, and being sick everywhere. It's just the usual. Yeah. Did it affect? your view of yourself, your perception of you as a man, or did it affect you as a man in some way? You know, as a man, usually considered as a, as a protector. I know you said you had issues around your 
your job and, and financial. So, you know, being a provider. I used to doubt myself and that's when like the times when you, you don't want to be here and stuff. It's, you're not providing for your wife, you're not providing for your kids. It always puts you down and it, that's part of the reason like at nights you'd stay up till two in the morning and things and it's just it's constantly going round in your head just worrying about things like that yeah just failing as a man basically because I should be out there every day working bringing in the money was there any was there any sort of conversations with your wife where she was alluding to you failing as a man in some way no she she never used to speak to me about it to be honest with you she used to just she would moan when I had a drink but she would always kind of she personally she's the same as me she balls up as well and wouldn't really talk to me about mm. that. And it wasn't until, obviously, having that drink on that night, she says, enough's enough, and you need to change it. You need to stop the drinking. She never liked me drinking anyway. Mm. So, that, yeah, it was just a turning point of being that drunk that night. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the same when it comes to bottling things up and did that for many years until I started speaking out. Like I said before, I went to Andy's Man Club, etc., and um, in Greater Manchester, where I'm from, and, and you know, that was, that was really beneficial. How did it feel when you went to Andy's Man Club and you started to speak? What, like, what was the the first point that you went there where you actually properly opened up? And how did that feel? Did it feel awkward? Do you know what? It's, it's hard to describe. And I, unless you've been to Andy's Man Club, it's really hard to describe how it feels because you go in there, I'm not going to speak. I'm too nervous. I never open up. You go in there, and as I say before, there's... There's boys who's maybe 18, 19 year old. There's some boys in their 30s. There's some boys in their 40s. There's some retired. And it's just a wide range. And it's it's not until you sit there and say, my name's Kenny, or, and you just explain everything. It just starts coming off your tongue. It's just, you just feel at home opening up about that. And everyone's, everyone's been there. Everyone knows what you're feeling. And to sit in a room, where you can relate to that 18-year-old or relate to that 65-year-old suffering the same things. It's just, yeah, it's just a, it's a completely different feeling. And I've never felt, I've never felt like I can't open up in one of the meetings. And uh, I think that's what's maybe been good for me. And even even the weeks there, I don't need to open up or everything's good. I can go and smile and it's still nice to listen to everybody else who maybe isn't having that positive week and who isn't doing as good as, I am just now, so yeah, it's just it's a it's a it's a weird. If you've been yourself, you might know how I, how I mean with that. It's it seems very apt that you're wearing that t-shirt with the uh, the Andy's Man Club. It's okay to talk because uh, that was perfect for someone like you who's bottling things up. Ah, uh, definitely. And I grew up. My apprenticeship and my the first ten years base of work was uh, the oil and gas industry. So we worked in a an environment that was. There was one woman involved and obviously you had office staff but on the shop floor working, there was only one woman. So I never ever used to speak out about it and going through my mental health and stuff when I first realised I, I suffered with it and uh, on medication, I would never speak to people about it and nobody knew I was on medication. And uh, at the time, it was it was just one of the things that was never spoke about. So yeah, I, I never... The way I looked at it is if I spoke about things, they would look at me and think, oh, he's a weirdo. Oh, look at him. You don't want to speak to him because he suffers. And that's how I kind of, that was my my way of looking at it at the time. How do you think you are a better man, a better father, a better employee compared to before when you were drinking? Uh, 
just being able to speak out more has just made a big difference and it's obviously got a lot off my chest so I'm a lot happier now and it's just you're not you're not living a miserable life to be honest it's just yeah it's completely swapped life round and even simple things like uh, last week I took my daughter to Costa Coffee for the first time and I never do stuff like that between being anxious and going in and ordering things because it's normally my wife that does that uh, I actually went in with her and ordered it and she, she had the best time ever don't get me wrong, it cost me £7.50, which for me was a big shock. But uh, <laughs> just just to uh, just to see her face, it was worth it. Uh, just, to, just to see her face and enjoy my out of that, whereas previously years, I would never do that. I would never, I've just, I'd maybe take her to the park now and again, but other than that, I would never, I would never take her out anywhere. Did you have some sort of anxiety around going into restaurants, cafes, things like that? So, yeah. <sighs> To be honest, this is where Andy's Man Club's made me realise a lot of things because going back to when I was 15, 16 year old being in a football team, uh, I used to actually train with the local first, the local professional team and I was I was looking to go full time with them. And uh, the anxiety always backs back to then. And like now looking back, it was it was times like of ordering Chinese takeaways, going into new shops that I've never been in. Uh, making any kind of phone calls has always been, I'm always anxious about it. And uh, it's normally my wife that does that. I always call her my PR because she's always, uh, my PA, sorry, because she's always out uh, doing all my, my work for me, basically. Uh, so ordering new things, even last week going into Costa, was very, was very nerve-wracking for me. And just simple things, but for some reason it plays over in my head and I just don't like doing that. Uh, so yeah, it's just one of the things. But as the last couple of months have gone on, it's just one of the things I have to step above and just get on with it, really. The big question I've got is, have you got a photograph now with you with a smiling face with, you, with your daughter putting stickers on your face? Uh, I'll need to get one, actually, yes. Uh, I've actually got a picture of it's with my, with my top on and, and my little daughter's making the shape with her hand. And uh, I posted that on my Facebook just a couple of weeks ago and it's just saying basically, it was just kind of, I was just sitting there reflecting on it. I said, that's amazing to see because a year ago, without Andy's Man Club, she might not even have had a, a, a dad in her life uh, or what kind of dad would she have had. Uh, so that was quite uh, quite emotional, to be honest with you. Have your, have your daughters said any... Like, how old are your daughters now? So my oldest, she'll be eight this year and my youngest one's just turned three. The eight-year-old, has she made any sort of reference to the fact that daddy's happy again or...? Anything like that? Uh, always says I'm less grumpy. I was always one for losing my head and just shouting down at them just for silly things, but being strict with them. But uh, I'm still the one that is a strict one, but I am less grumpy with her. Uh, but the problem being as well is previously not speaking out about being anxious and stuff and actually speaking to other people, people opening up to me, speaking about being anxious has made me realise that it's actually affecting my daughter as well because she's scared to do things. She's losing confidence. And I think that's down to me as well because even like say Costa, for a prime example was Costa last week. She was very nervous about ordering what she wanted. Uh, whereas normally I would, have, I would force her to order it because I was too anxious to do it. Uh, so yeah, it's just a knock-on effect. Oh, you mean in the past your wife would have ordered? Yeah, it's always yeah. been my wife who would order everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's just me stepping above it and trying, trying not to, because obviously it is affecting my daughter as well, who's only eight, and 
well, she's going to be, she's, uh, you can notice it in small things with her. Well, you're in a, I mean, she's still young enough. You're in a great position now to, sh you know, you're showing her on, on a day to day basis the, you know, the, the improvements that you've, that you've made. And, um, you know, kids do what you, they don't listen to what you say. They do what you do, which I like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And uh, small things with her, she was, she was involved in the, the sports day at her school. And normally she would hate things like that and she wouldn't go to it. And she went along and it made a difference because I went along as well. And it's the first time I've been able to do that personally as well. So, mm. uh, yeah, it's just small knock-on effects. It's affect uh, the kids in the, the better way as well. I, I know what you mean with the, with the with anxiety because I've had that those situations in, you know, walking through supermarkets and you feel like people are looking at you and, and they're not, but yeah. it's all in your all in, all in your head or, you, you know, like you say, you're ordering things or whatever and you're, you become, I don't know about you, but I was quite self-conscious and it was just a case of just keep pushing myself to do yeah. these things to get out of my comfort zone and i really i get tongue-tied and my wife when i told her i was uh looking to go andy's man club full-time and i'd applied she says you'll never manage that and even today when i says i had a podcast to do uh she says how are you going to speak because you just get tongue-tied so yeah it's just getting over that basically just stepping out of my comfort zone and being able to speak to people has helped me and helped my daughter as well. She's she's less anxious. She's still got you can still see bits in her, but it's obviously just trying to get her out of get her out of the, the ways of the way I've been doing it as well. I'm so glad that Kenny was able to dig himself out of the situation that he was in. I myself have never had a dependence on alcohol, thankfully, but I know a lot of men who have and it's a vicious cycle of abuse that affects not only themselves, but their family and their loved ones. Kenny's story was a typical one of men not opening up and keeping things hidden. Telling other men was his first step on the road to recovery. The episode made me reflect on my own mental health as I'd been putting off seeing a counsellor for many years. It just wasn't on my radar. It's often hard for men to reach out and get the support they need. In my experience, it really lightens the load by allowing you to release that mountain of negative energy and those negative thoughts that are swirling around your mind onto someone else who's more professionally trained to help you. I found myself thinking, why did Kenny take so long to reach out for the help that he needed? And there's just one word that answers that question, resistance. Resistance was holding him back. It's the fear of going into the unknown and being vulnerable. In many cases, we're rewarded for venturing outside of our comfort zones to face our fears and our resistance, however difficult it might be. Thanks for listening to today's episode with Kenny Armour. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, make sure you go to ourvoicespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review. It would really help me out to grow the show. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week for another great episode.